COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds. And while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The Glass Noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 111 of Confessions of a Marketer, The Secrets to Engagement. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Chris Stefanik of Wattpad is back to continue our chat about storytelling. Next time, Beth Comstock will be back in to discuss the past year since she published her book. And we'll also share some tips on planning for 2020. We also have Curie Masters coming in to talk about marketing and Amazon, a session on optimization with Justin Christensen, Nathan Hirsch on finding the right freelancers, Philip Stutz on the politics of marketing. And we're also going to be discussing marketing the holidays. And we have a chat about CMO priorities, planning for 2020, and lots more. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Okay, back to Chris Stefanik. It's all about engagement. So what are the secrets to engagement? Chris has some case studies to share, and we get into them here, including stories about Nat Geo and T-Mobile. Plus, we bat around the future of content and the immersion of video games, 3D, AR, and so forth. So let's get to it. I want to talk about some examples about, you know, what does engaging brand content look like? You have some case studies you can share with me, and I'd love to go through them. Yeah, for sure. First, the first case study I'll talk to is the work we've done with, with National Geographic, which is a program we're, we're very, very proud of. And so, you know, we, we met the CMO uh, of Nat Geo kind of last January and, and then, you know, it took kind of a while to get this off the ground. But their whole view was that they were going to be investing in a large program around kind of anti-single-use plastics. And so the yeah. program is called Planet or Plastics, and they were building a whole microsite and you know specific video spots. And in fact, 
that there was a full kind of cover story on their physical magazine around this as well. But when we were talking to their team, they were really interested in understanding how can they get the next generation to really, really care about this. And so what we did is they had this package of really amazing photography from their, from their community of photographers. And we said, let's post those on our platform to just inspire our audience. And so we ran the first ever global writing contest on the platform where anyone across the entire world was able to kind of enter. And we said, look at these pictures, have them inspire you. You can create a story about a cleaner, better world or a story or a poem around, you know, a piece of plastic and its life cycle through the ocean, which was actually like a real response. And so it was an incredible campaign. We ended up having over 6,000 entries created from all over the globe. I was seeing really great media metrics along with it because people were really leaning into this message because it really was kind of taking over the whole the whole app. So the, the the 22nd spot they had was viewed over 28 million times across Wattpad. But the most important thing coming out of the campaign was that this drove real behavior behavioral change. So over 75,000 people from Wattpad ended up signing their pledge to reduce the amount of single-use plastic they use every day in their lives, which then in aggregate would result in close to 90 million pieces of plastic. So it was a, a really amazing campaign. And, and, and I know all the, the stakeholders over at Agile were, were super pleased. We were you know, one of the top kind of traffic drivers for them around this, which we were, we were really pleased about. And again, right, it, it's not a surprise because we see people writing more content around global warming and the environment on our platform. So it was like the perfect fit around, you know, their assets, our assets, what they're good at, what we're good at. And it really was uh, the perfect kind of collaboration point. And happy to say we've, we, we won the kind of best user-generated content award at the Digital Content Marketing Awards this year for it. So hopefully that's the first of many. And then an, another example of, of some great work that we've done is, is something that we just wrapped up earlier this summer with T-Mobile. And so what we did with T-Mobile is they are a very active brand within the LGBTQ plus community. And they were doing a bunch of campaigns or act, like activations this year around the history of, of Pride. It was the 50th year anniversary. And what we did with them is one, we wanted to educate our audience around the history of Pride because we do have a younger audience. But more importantly, we wanted to kind of give back. And we, we said, we ran the first U.S kind of pride write-a-thon this year, which was essentially inviting our audience to submit a story around pride, allyship, or featuring kind of LGBTQ plus character. And us at T-Mobile would donate a dollar to Glisten, which is a youth LGBT charitable group. And again, immensely, immensely successful, surpassed the goal of having kind of 10,000 stories submitted from the U.S. and beyond. I think it was closer to seven or 8,000 in the, in the U.S. But again, a mass, mass amount of content that now T-Mobile has the opportunity to do more with, which we're kind of chatting with them about. So those are kind of two examples there. We've, we've worked with a number of others across kind of AT&T, Mondelez, Coca-Cola, and others. But those are two that were we're super, super proud of and, and, and relate back into everything I was talking about earlier in terms of a brand that, that has the right to play and has proven that they believe or investing in particular causes or areas of social impact. And that's really key there, right? Like you need to, you see some brands that maybe are failing at this because they're, they're, they're not kind of, they don't have the track record around a particular cause and they just force themselves in. Both T-Mobile and NetGeo have the right to play in those spaces, and it, and, it, and it comes through as super authentic and genuine, which is exactly what they want to do. And great engagement. Those numbers that you just went through are impressive. Thank you. So 
Taking all this into account, what do you think the future of content looks like? What What are you going to be working on in five years, 10 years at Wattpad? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So we, we've done, and I didn't touch on it as much earlier, but we, we've done a bunch of research around the interactive storytelling space, and, and that's where we really see the, the market going. I think we're in a really interesting time right now where there's a lot of folks that are kind of testing the waters at this. And so when I say interactive content, I mean, we've built a few kind of visuals around this here, but everyone is, is a, lot of, a lot of companies are, are, are trying to figure this out. So you have Netflix, where they came out this year with the Black Mirror episode, Bandersnatch, yeah. which was essentially choose your own adventure kind of storytelling, right? So they're, they're dabbling into it. I mean, it's still fairly basic, but very exciting. And I think the general reviews of that were, were amazing. And I, I love the execution of it. You know, HBO is, is testing something very similar. So you've got like the OTTs, the big entertainment players that are, that are you know, working in this space. Then you have a number of other kind of gaming companies that are delivering kind of narrative-based storytelling type games, like episodes that have been around for quite some time. And I think we're just on the, the verge of that. Like there's many others that are, Kind of turning up in this space, like I believe, uh, I believe it's you know NBC uh, or NBCU that just came out with a game similar to kind of episode, which is a very similar narrative based kind of storytelling game with some of their IP. And then we've also seen ourselves and a number of others kind of deliver kind of chat storytelling based apps. So we have yeah. another app called tap tap which essentially the whole story is told through text message but then there's like other elements to the experience that happen so the phone may shake at a certain kind of point in time or like a facetime call may come through so it's more than just reading like it's a very immersive experience and then on top of all of that you have you know ar vr which i think there's just a lot of unknowns around there from an adoption standpoint and so my particular point of view is that there, there's a lot going on in that space. I don't think it's going to be like a one takes all or a winner takes all scenario, but I think it's going to be like a few particular you know, parties are going to like win in this interactive storytelling space wherever it ends up, right? I think there's a lot of unknown, but I think what we do know is that that there's a lot of indicators that users want to be, you know, more immersed into the storytelling experience through a variety of like mediums, right? Or 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 or. or experience is probably the better word, right? So we're seeing this evolve and we're, we're going to definitely be keeping very, very close tabs on it. But I think we're just at the forefront of this and we're probably going to see more of the larger players continue to invest in this concept of, of interactive storytelling. It feels like the world of video games and the world of kind of generalized video entertainment will merge in a way because, you know, video games have gotten very immersive in the last few years and it feels like entertainment in general is going to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree, right? I think, and, and social as well, right? Yeah. Like I think, you know, I was at a, a conference the other day and we saw Snap like demoing off their latest kind of 3D AR like lens, right? Where like, you know, it's not just the regular lens, but now like it actually turns you into a 3D kind of entity in the in the app. And so they're investing very heavily on the AR side to like close the loop of what I just said. So yeah, I mean, video games and social, everything, it's all going to become even more and more immersive. And I think it's, uh, there's something to be said there around like, you know, probably a whole level of like privacy implications around all of this, of course, yeah. but, but it's an interesting time, right? I think yeah. uh, there's certainly a lot of data points to suggest that, that this concept around interactive storytelling is going to take off and we'll see who wins. But certainly I think a lot of the big folks are going to be throwing substantial money around this and, 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 and be investing in the technology. 
It seems to me that Pokemon Go from a few years ago is almost the model. It looks kind of quaint now, but it's 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 the model of putting people inside something that is happening in real time, but it's also in kind of a a made up world. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that was the first best use case of of AR like really working for the masses, right? The great part there is like was leveraging existing IP that that like everyone knew and loved across yeah. many, many age cohorts. So it really like that was the right really the right property to 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 take off with it. But yeah, I agree with you. I think the beauty of that is that like there will be the next Pokemon Go because we all have the technology in our hands already, right? Versus I think we like us in the storytelling space talk about the adoption problem on the VR side, probably like ad nauseum. But the AR side, I think, is going to be continue to be inter- interesting. And I mean, Snap is probably a good example of just seeing what they what they're doing in that space because they're they're doubling down and and doubling down pretty hard. So more, I'm sure there's going to be more to come there as well. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's maybe 1988, and we're talking about the internet. It just seems like it's. It's almost impossible to predict. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. I think all of us that are working in digital, the fact that it moves so fast is probably why we will work in this space, right? I think, you know, it certainly makes for 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 an interesting career. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I was hoping you would say that the future will be dominated by podcasts, but you know, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I believe in podcasts as well. I think there's lots of growth to be had here, and and I'm sure we're just at the tipping point. I remember I, I saw some headline the other day that I didn't click on, which was like, are we at peak podcast? Or was that yeah. good? Right? Yeah, we've talked about that on on the show, and that was the, the title of a, a recent episode. And our our feeling is no, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good for business, right? But yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. I think there's a lot there's a lot more to be had there, and you just have to you just have to look towards you know the the Spotify acquisitions over the past year, right? They're they're all yeah. investing heavily. Definitely. Well, this was a fascinating discussion, Chris. Thanks for joining me. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Mark. This was great. Really appreciate it. All right, next time Beth Comstock is here, so stay with us. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.